From time to time, I quote this poem by Ehud Manor. He's an Israeli poet. I met his wife when I've been in Israel. He says, I have no other country, even though my land is burning. Only a word in Hebrew penetrates my veins, my soul, with an aching body and with a hungry heart. Here is my home. I will not be silent, for my country has changed her face. Country has changed her face. I shall not give up on her. I shall remind her and sing into her ears until she opens her eyes. Clearly, we hope that the Supreme Court would open its eyes. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Welcome back to another terrible news week where dystopia is literally being created in the United States. I hope you enjoyed that little mashup we did at the beginning, yeah. <laughs> uh, highlighting two of my favorite moments from this week uh, from the post row world, Nancy Pelosi and her beautiful poem that she read, and the House Democrats singing God Bless America as like half of the country's rights were just stripped away. Yeah. Yeah, uh, theme of this episode, at least on behalf of me and Gage, are gonna, is going to be temperance. Um, <laughs> okay. going to have to fucking chill out when we get to a lot of these <laughs> parts. Um, so sorry in advance if we get a little bit worked up, but it's a long news week. We have a lot it's to talk ridiculous. about. Uh, I'm sure you all can already imagine what we have to talk about. A lot of SCOTUS decisions. Four um, big SCOTUS decisions. Uh, uh, there, was a, one there was one gun reform Small bill, gun reform Which bill. is probably not even going to stand for very long. But anyway, <laughs> before we get into any of that. Before we get into this terrible news week, we're going to let you all know to go check out the Patreon, the YouTube, the TikTok, no, Instagram, Twitter, Discord, our Hitto Extras account. Um, lots of cool stuff going on over there. Merch drop coming very soon. I know X. I've been saying this for like a month now, but like very, very soon. Very, very soon. Like possibly next week soon. We just got our samples in. We just put some pictures on the Patreon for those that are patrons. They can see what I some guess. of our shirts are looking like. Um, so that's coming very soon. Coming very soon. Something to look out for. And before we get into the awful news week, we'll, we'll hit it and we'll... Come on, listen to the, read some five-star reviews. True, true. You know, super important part of the show. I'll hit the first one. Subject line, smiley face by dude, it's Pride Month. 10 out of 10 podcast would 100% crack some Capri Suns with these cool dudes. That's goaded. What can I say? That's goaded. What can I say? Uh, our last review here, second and last. Yes. Is subject line, five-star review by Gat Spider-Man. They said, putrid pod. Very stinky. Uh -huh. Smells like Lindsey Graham's lack of wife and kids. <laughs> Fifth grade election win, percent zero, ah. five stars. That one hurts. Damn. Bro said you probably got 0% of the vote. That one hurts. That's, yeah. that's your... Ah, oh, my goodness. You said your first victory didn't count. I know. What about fourth grade? This is gauge erasure. Yeah. If I'm being honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, I think life was good. It's, it's time to get into the news this week. Um, for those of you that have been paying attention at all, on Friday, actually really throughout the week, but on Friday, lots of news, not lots of news broke, including yeah, the I think it was like Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Yeah, big big cases dropped every um, day. Lots of cases dropped, including uh, cases about gun regulation, Miranda rights, uh, religious schools, and religious funding, and then of course there's the Roe v. Wade decision that yes. happened on Friday of last week. We're going to talk about all of them. Uh, but lots of bad shit. Lots of things that you should probably brace yourself for. Big facts. Very many bad news. Yeah. Yeah. So starting off with the Second Amendment rulings, which yeah. came out uh, early last week. First, some background. In 2008, the court ruled in a case called D.C. versus Heller. Mm -hmm. uh, they ruled on this case and said basically what they did was reaffirm Americans' rights to own guns inside of their homes. 
yeah. uh, keep and own firearms inside of their homes without any massive regulation on them. And that's an oversimplification, but the focus was on inside of your home. Yes. Not outside. The focus was on inside. You have yes. a right to own them inside your home. Uh, about 15 years later, just this last week, Supreme Court decided to revisit that decision uh-huh. uh, because in New York, there was a law that required individuals to show, quote, proper cause to earn a concealed carry permit, meaning you had to go through a lot of gun regulation hoops, uh, more than you may experience in other states, just to be able to carry a gun in public. Yeah. So in the Supreme Court case, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association v. Bruin, the Supreme Court ruled that laws requiring proper cause for concealed carry are unconstitutional and therefore not allowed anymore. Uh-huh, because basically, like, in New York, if you want, you, you had to prove, the burden of proof was on you when applying for a CCW. You had to prove to the issuing authority that you needed this gun. Yeah. Like, that you needed it to protect yourself in some sort of way. Yeah. More specifically, though, Clarence Thomas, in his opinion, says, quote, New York's proper cause requirement violates the 14th Amendment by preventing law-abiding citizens with ordinary self-defense needs from exercising their Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms in public for self-defense. Now, this doesn't mean that public carrying can't be regulated at all. Yes. Because the thing about this case, and you may think like, oh, this isn't that crazy. This is conservatives doing their thing. The thing about this case is it sets up new rules yes, it for does. how regulations can be created. So what this case specifically does is they got rid of the rule that said that states can set up gun regulations if there is a a reason to do so like a good reason to do that since like dc versus uh heller the ninth circuit court of appeals they had been um they had set up a test when dealing with any second amendment thing it was a two-pronged test first they would Mm -hmm. have to consider like historical uh context so like the actual second amendment the historical context of the amendment everything surrounding that and then after they did that they would do a uh, another test to see like, okay, but like, what about our needs now? Yeah. What's good about this? Clarence Thomas said, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. You can't take the context of what's happening today when you're issuing any ruling on the Second Amendment. Yeah, yeah. And a quote from 538 here, they said, quote, under the new ruling, state governments can no longer argue that a gun restriction should be upheld because it serves an important interest. Instead, Judges will only consider whether, quote, the regulation is consistent with the nation's historical tradition of firearm regulation. Uh What this means is that even if data suggests that tighter regulations today will reduce gun violence in certain areas, especially cities, because population density has a lot to do with gun violence, even if it will provably decrease gun violence in those areas, it doesn't matter because those regulations cannot exist if they couldn't have existed 200 years ago when the Second Amendment was so written. So what Clarence functionally did, what's so fucked about this case, right? Because if you look at the case in of itself on this ruling, yeah. what the um, immediate issue here is May issue versus shawl issue ruling for a CCW. May issue is what New York and I believe Hawaii and five other states have, uh-huh. where you, the burden of proof is on you to prove that you need a gun. And what <laughs> it explicitly did is made May issue... Uh, regulations illegal yeah now every state has to be shawl issue which means if the state wants to deny your ccw permit they have to prove why they want to deny you they have Uh to prove that there's Uh a reasonable thing but beyond that what's fucked is that clarence effectively got rid of what's called means and scrutiny which is saying okay like uh for example high capacity magazines we say we have a ban on high capacity magazines because we say these have a higher capacity to kill multiple people with when you can only have five rounds per magazine, you need to reload more. It lessens your time. You know what uh-huh. I mean? The means justify the ends. Therefore, 
we can do this law. This mm-hmm. law is not unconstitutional because it will save people. And Thomas just said, mm, yeah, but like, no, though. Yeah. It's not explicitly yeah. in the Constitution. It is It is like one of the least nuanced decisions I have ever seen uh-huh. in my fucking life. Because what this is basically saying is that it doesn't matter the context, doesn't matter the population density, doesn't matter what the data suggests. If this law could not have existed 200 years ago, or if the founders wouldn't have accepted it, it cannot exist now. Like the founders could not have predicted high-capacity magazines. Yeah. The founders could not have predicted fucking assault rifles. The founders could not have predicted any of the things that we yeah. have now. It's ridiculous. You absolutely need means and scrutiny mm-hmm. because the means justify the ends or the ends justify the means. Yeah. Like, well, it's like, it's like I, don't, I don't fucking care even if the founders could have predicted exactly uh-huh. what was going to happen because they're not deities. They're not yeah. all-knowing beings. They don't know everything that is right. Their opinions aren't like biblical. They're not gospel. We don't uh-huh. have to follow them forever. Ever, times change and it's like and if we're not willing to change with it then yeah people are gonna die we'll get more into it when we start talking about the roe v wade decision but what thomas in this conservative court is doing explicitly thomas because in all of his opinions he's been calling it out is he's making it so that you have to take the constitution word for word mm-hmm. he's trying to make it so that there is essentially no fucking interpretation when it comes to anything in the constitution like really you're gonna tell me that means and scrutiny is bad you're yeah. gonna tell me it's bad to justify these things to make by decisions saying, based off data based off data real things like real cause and effect relationships Mm -hmm. that's fucking stupid that's stupid the rights were made up anyway like sorry dog uh back when the founders were alive there weren't like what 30 million people in california like yeah i I don't know there weren't 30 million people in the country (laughs) (laughs) like there california wasn't a thing when the founders were alive (laughs) like we have very dense populations in cities nowadays that means gun violence is going to be higher there and regulations do help people not die facts because of gun violence facts like i i don't even know like it's so it's so incredibly unnuanced it's so incredibly fucking stupid and deranged originalism oh as we get into is not a real legal philosophy and it's like it's now, not a thing. now that the supreme court has done this now that they've gotten rid of means and scrutiny you can only take in historical context challenge if somebody wants to challenge a high capacity magazine ban they functionally could because high capacity magazines are banned Mm -hmm. based on means and scrutiny Mm -hmm. based on saying that hey you know these have the potential to do this therefore we should get rid of it because that would be bad if somebody did this yeah and and that's the thing is like even if you disagree with new york's previous law on concealed carry and uh, them placing greater regulation on you as an individual having to prove that you need a gun, even if you which disagree is fine with that, because yeah. May issue is fucked. It's a relic of right. Jim Crow. Like even if even if you disagree with that, whatever. But what this ruling does is it extends this idea that you had to have had these regulations exist in the past for them exist yeah. to in the fu- for them to exist in the future. It extends that to literally every gun regulation that's going it's to the, exist. It's the precedent and the new rules that this ruling establishes, yeah. not necessarily what case was brought up. Yeah, which is why when we talk about the gun reform bill that passed uh-huh. and was signed by Biden a little bit later in the show, a lot of those probably won't stand. Because, like, how else do you justify background checks uh-huh. if it's you, not means like, end? Like, even, like, even if we extend this to other issues, how do you justify any new law? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the founders, yeah. the founders would be like, what's a Catholic? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like they would be like, what do you mean? There's like, what? Seven Catholics on the Supreme Court. Literally. Like, Literally. Like, who fucking cares what they think? They were slave owners, dog. Like at some point we have to realize that our constitution was fundamentally constructed by people that owned other people because of race. For real. Like 
we, we can't just keep referring back to what they thought because one, they couldn't have predicted everything that's happening today. And two, even if they could, I don't fucking care because a lot of them were just bad people. It's like they have a couple of good ideas. Yeah, we should look yeah. at those, but we should be constantly refining the document. You know what is explicitly in the Constitution? The fact that it's a living, breathing uh -huh. document that is supposed to be refined and ratified and changed with the times. Mm -hmm. But these people, these fucking justices, these six fucking old hags, except for, I guess, Amy and Brett, who are the young ones, uh -huh. want to get on here and say, nah, I'm a constitutional originalist, something Bro, that's fake and made up. If the founding fathers today saw the Supreme Court, they would probably throw up. Facts. The Supreme Court was supposed to be the weakest branch of the federal government. Uh -huh. It was designed to be the weakest, and now it is one of the strongest. It's going something insane. Something you just can't do anything about. It's insane, and it's because of the current court right now. Yeah. They're just fucking popping off with bad decision after bad decision. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in reality, it's not just New York that has these kinds of laws that are now invalid. Uh, according to the Associated Press, about a quarter of the U.S. population lives in states that will be impacted by this ruling. Yeah. And everybody in the United States will be impacted by this ruling because, again, this ruling will extend to every gun regulation that will be attempted to no, be passed. No, literally pretty much every federal regulation. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Millions of Americans will be made less safe. Uh -huh. All because people think that the Second Amendment is, like, sent down from it's God. It's fucking infallible. By God. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Uh, anyway, moving on to another restriction of your rights, though. Facts. Throw back to when we said the Fourth Amendment no longer matters if you're Border Patrol. True. And uh, innocence isn't enough to get you off of death row. True. Now, uh, Miranda rights. They're coming for your Miranda rights. Love it. We all know what Miranda rights are. Exactly. The, We've uh, all seen cop it's, TV shows. It's what the police have to read to you. It's what they have to say to you when you're being arrested. You have right? the you right have, to remain silent. Yeah, you have the right to remain silent. You have a right to an attorney, et cetera, et cetera, all that kind of stuff. Uh, under the ruling that established Miranda rights, Miranda v. Arizona, it was made illegal to use evidence discovered from a defendant that wasn't read their Miranda rights yes. during that process of being arrested. So uh -huh. if a citizen happened to, like, spill the tea, metaphorically, metaphorically, if they happened to, you know, snitch on themselves when they were being arrested and the Miranda rights weren't read, then all of that cannot be used in court. Null and void. they didn't know their rights. Facts. They didn't know they had the right to remain silent. Um, well, last Thursday, in a ruling, Vega v. Teco, the Supreme Court announced that Miranda rights still exist, but an officer cannot be sued for not reading them to you. So now we're just stripping officers of any form of accountability uh -huh. because that that's the only way that an officer could be held accountable for yep. not reading your Miranda rights. Yeah. Like, I don't even understand why the court would want to do this in general. Right. Because now there's no consequence for them not doing it. Exactly. What if they just do it more now? Now there's going to be more people who admit to doing crimes that have that non-admissible in court. Mm -hmm. Because the, the original Miranda ruling still stands. What happens yeah. here is just now you can't individually sue the officers in a civil rights case yep. because of some some weird funky thing because Miranda rights aren't explicitly in the Constitution. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? Like that was a part of – I can't remember the which Fifth opinion Amendment. I read. It was a part of the – well, it was, it was ruled to be a part of the Fifth Amendment in your due process rights. Yeah. It was the Miranda rights. But, but because it's not explicitly there, yeah. it can't be brought in like a civil rights lawsuit. Yeah. But that brings into question what about – Civil rights. <laughs> like, yeah, literally all of them. What about all of the civil rights that are not in the Constitution? Uh -huh. Can you also not sue when those are violated now? Mm -hmm. Where does it extend? Where does it end? When will this court fucking end? I mean, you can't even sue if your Fourth Amendment rights are violated by Border Patrol now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're, it's not even like they're just sticking to rights outside of the Constitution. They're going for ones inside the Bill of Rights, too. Amendments that are a part of the Constitution in a fucking, now. In an era where a majority of Americans are demanding more police accountability, more mm -hmm. accountability from the people that can just kill you for barely any reason at all the supreme court said a ho but like chill yeah chill yeah 
Uh, and for a little bit of uh, context, if you're confused what's going on here, basically this dude, uh, the circumstances don't really matter. What matters is the rule. Yeah. But for background, uh, this dude, Teco, he was accused of sexually harassing a hospital patient. Mm-hmm. He was then arrested by Vega, the arresting officer, and he wasn't read his Miranda rights, and he confessed while in police custody. Yes. So he didn't have his Miranda rights read, and he confessed. Um, and he claims that he was, like, pressured to confess uh-huh. through, like, you know, unethical tactics, that kind of thing. He ended up being acquitted for the crime, so he didn't actually go to jail, and he attempted to sue his arresting officer for damages uh-huh. because you know he was taken to court that evidence was used in court and that's fucked up you yeah know, that's damages yeah. that are against you that have um impacted your life and the case went to the supreme court and the supreme court said mm, no no Sorry, you can't you cannot. so what this means is that even if you are arrested without having read your having been read your miranda rights um and you end up confessing because you don't know your miranda rights and then you have to suffer because of it you know you end up in jail for a long time they use mm-hmm. that evidence in court whatever it may be any damages that are perpetrated against you you cannot sue for them there's nothing you can do yeah absolutely nothing you can do it's like at this point it's just going to be like you can't bring any civil rights lawsuit against a cop unless yeah. they explicitly violate one of your bill of rights rights yeah and i I really this is this is a theme for the whole episode, but I really hope it's clear what they're doing here. Uh-huh. They are giving cops increasingly more power, giving the violent forces, the violent elements of the state increasingly more power while restricting your civil rights. Yeah, that should raise alarm bells to you. Big facts. Yeah, big facts. Yeah. Uh, but more specifically, Alito Samuel Alito, who wrote the I think the majority opinion for this, which you may want to keep in mind, a lot of these cases were decided six three, uh-huh. just as I literally everyone said they would be. Every case except for the religious schools was decided six yeah. three. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get to it okay. anyway. Samuel Alito he said specifically that quote a violation of Miranda does not necessarily constitute a violation a violation of the Constitution, and therefore such violation does not constitute the deprivation of a right secured by the Constitution because it's explicitly not in the Constitution. Yeah. It doesn't matter that previous Supreme Court precedent had made it functionally a part of the Fifth Amendment, an extension of your Fifth Amendment rights. Mm-hmm. It's not explicitly written down in this document that we refuse to ratify. Yeah. So if it's if it's a little confusing to you right now, the too long didn't read the TLDR of uh-huh. all of this is that your Miranda rights still exist. They still have to be read to you constitutionally. Yes. But if they're not read to you and bad things happen to you because of it, there's nothing you can do to rectify. There's that. no way to hold the officer accountable. Yes. Fucking yes. insane. That's literally all it is. And like little side note. It's interesting that conservatives are in such agreement with this case because I really would have thought like they would have, with their knee-jerk reaction, uh-huh. sided with the person being accused of sexual harassment because <laughs> they literally do that all the time. I thought that was kind of just like their gut reaction, you know? And it's also like this is less tough on crime. This is not a tough on crime bill. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Now you're just going to let officers getting away for letting uh, criminals run on the loose? Exactly. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, this is, it is a absolutely terrible ruling that is restricting another one of your civil rights, another one of your rights that protects you from a police state. Police state that is increasingly getting more funding that is not being defunded in an era when, again, we are demanding more uh, police accountability than ever before. And defund the police, like, type rhetoric is just out of, it feels like it's just at a low. Like, everyone is, Mm -hmm. even Bernie fucking disavowed it. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, nobody's talking about seriously defunding the police anymore. Nobody in power is. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand, but people on the right can just continue to roll with it. I don't know, man. It's, it's these Democrat-run cities, you know? Yeah. And again, we'll get to this later as well, but this is conservatives on the Supreme Court appointed by Republican presidents that lost the majority vote uh-huh. restricting your civil rights. The crowd that is always, always talking about freedom, personal responsibility, personal freedoms. It is them restricting your freedoms. Yeah. As an American, you are losing rights because of conservatives on the Supreme Court. That's all it is. 
Crazy. Conservatives, conservatives fucking hate you, apparently. Crazy. But then again, they only care about the first and second because, you know, it's okay to say uh, return, uh, what is it, gun rights to the uh-huh. states? No. It's okay to not return gun rights to the states to say that you just can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, abortion, though? Yeah, that that's got to go back to the states. Got to. Uh, now on to one of the bigger decisions that's a little bit confusing. It was the one about the separation of church and state and religious yes. funding for private schools. So before the ruling of Carson v. Mackin, which is the one that just happened, uh-huh. students and families in rural areas of Maine without a, a dedicated public school that they could go to were given taxpayer money by the state to enroll a to enroll their student into a school of their choice. Yeah. So basically, if you're in a rural area... You didn't have a school around you. The state gave you money to go find a school because they didn't have the money to build the school, you know, or it wasn't justified in such rural areas. Um, But the thing was that the taxpayer money could go to public or private schools, whichever you wanted, but it had to be non-sectarian. So no religious instruction was the thing, Um, which is already kind of weird that they could go to private schools. Like, I don't don't like, you know taxpayer money going to private schools in general yeah because you fuck know what i mean schools. fuck private schools they're uh-huh. ridiculous public yeah. schools should be adequate yeah uh but the supreme court ruled in the most recent uh supreme court decision on this topic that the law a law of this kind is unconstitutional and that if a state is to have a program where taxpayer money is going to private schools private religious schools cannot be excluded uh-huh. and not only that they can't be excluded but they must have access to that tax because money. it is discrimination yes to uh say that private religious private schools cannot be included in here. Uh-huh. it is religious discrimination that shit is crazy yeah john roberts wrote the majority opinion he said that maine paying students to attend private schools uh as long as they're not religious schools is discrimination against religion uh-huh. that's fucking insane ridiculous how is that discrimination church and against religion dog church and state yeah. I, he also said in his opinion that um the the w- line that church and state draws within the constitution doesn't go this far how would you know? How would <laughs> yeah, you know if you're minute. not fucking interpreting it? It says that there shall be a separation of church and state. Why do you get to decide now uh-huh. that it doesn't go this far? Yeah. Like, they're just, they're not fucking, I hate them. Yeah. And look, the only reason, the only reason that conservative justices are okay with this kind of thing is because they know that a majority of private religious schools are going to be Catholic and Christian. Absolutely. Because if it was, say, you know, if Maine was, had a very high population, like 60% of the population was like Muslim. If it was fucking Dearborn, if it was a school in Dearborn, Michigan doing this, they would not fuck with it. And it was just like um, Islamic private schools, Uh for example. There's not a fucking chance that they would support that happening. Oh, fuck no. Because they only care about your kid going to a private religious school insofar as it serves their political agenda but it's like i'm just i'm just so fucking baffled by the fact that he wrote in his opinion the constitution does not go this far in separating church and state yeah what the fuck where how yeah. what does that mean uh-huh what is how do you know that i thought he was an originalist not supposed to interpret the constitution For real, i thought all of these other rulings were reaffirming that we can't interpret things they have to be explicitly written uh-huh. but when it's explicitly written and you don't like it and it's not okay. You but you choose. still get to hide behind your veneer of, oh, I'm not a political body, though. I'm uh-huh. not a political actor. Uh-huh. Now, this is an extension of previous Supreme Court rulings ruling on uh, similar issues of taxpayer yeah. money going towards religious schools. So this isn't necessarily new, but it is a very big extension of what states are, not, not only what they are implored to do, but what they are required to uh-huh. do under the Constitution. Uh-huh. Because now, if you have rural areas in your state where kids aren't able to get to public schools and you want to set up a program like this or a voucher program or something like that, you are required 
to send them to religious or to send money to students if they want to go to religious schools. Required. Insane. Literally funding religious teaching. Uh-huh. Like any religious school too. Like it doesn't matter what they're teaching. They could literally be teaching just the opposite of what's right. They could just, most of them already are teaching that right. gay people bad. Right. You know? Yeah. Like you're funding that with state money? Yeah. Like That's you, you crazy. can't even like place any regulation on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like because what what if the school is teaching that like homosexuality is evil or that evolution doesn't exist? Like and they're just like, teaching things in opposition to reality. I don't know how it is with other religious schools. But there's a religious school in like the hometown we grew up that's literally just connected to a church. Uh-huh. Like, are they also tax exempt? I don't right. know the details, but like, how does that work? Uh-huh. How is the money going to be held accountable for when these uh, these institutions are notoriously like shielded from yeah. oversight? And it's like, how is it not a how is it not religious discrimination for taxpayer money to go towards religious schools if, say, there's a taxpayer in Maine that is atheist, yeah, or one that just it doesn't believe or just believes in secularism or is against Christianity. Like, how is that not a violation of their religious freedom yeah. to send their money to a school that promotes ideas that they don't believe in? So fucking stupid. Dog. That's why That's why it gets so messy when you involve government with religion because it's like, which do you favor? How do you favor them? The best solution is to just not involve them at all. Uh-huh. Because it is, again beliefs it is it is religious doctrines it is not it is not the truth it is not evidence of the truth it does not tell you anything about the real world it is spiritual fundamentally spiritual and you can't design laws around it it's like they only like the bad things in the constitution uh-huh. you know what i mean and all the good things are like eh, mm, eh. church and state mm. yeah and and roberts threw into his opinion that um if maine doesn't like this ruling they should build more public schools or enhance public transit to public schools which it's like, yeah, but that's not <laughs> functional. Right. And it's like, yeah, you fucking idiot. Of course. Like, <laughs> like you, yeah, you that should be the solution in general, you know? <laughs> you, you didn't think that that was like the first solution they thought of? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Like, they're clearly doing this because they can't build more public schools yeah. or, or, are not, or choosing not to for some reason. Because, you know, property taxes. How mm-hmm. the fuck are these rural zip codes ever going to be able to fund a fucking new school with their property taxes? Yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's yeah. so short-sighted. And it's um it's so it, petty. It's 100% fuck private schools though. Like they oh, are no. actually all like, fuck like private all, schools, all fuck private charter schools. schools. Yeah. Fuck private religious schools. It's public school baby 100%. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I've I've seen in some places that um I don't know what states do this, but some places that offer students vouchers to go to charter schools mm-hmm. instead of public schools, now they're going to just have to give to religious schools because like how far <laughs> does this extend, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're just giving money if you're giving money to students to go to any school Regardless of what the money looks like, if it's a voucher, a grant, scholarship, whatever, yeah. are you going to have to give money, that same money to that same student to go to a religious school now? Are you going to have to use how much, how many thousands of taxpayer dollars are going to go towards religious schools? For real. Like, again, going to religious schools that you, with your own belief system, may disagree with. Yeah. Like, this this is a an ungodly, if you will, combination <laughs> of church and state. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. And it restricts the freedoms of people that don't want their taxpayer money going towards this stuff. Mm-hmm. Because that's the whole point. You got to love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I love to see the wall crumbling. Yeah. I really hope you guys are seeing a little bit of a trend here. Uh, Again, Supreme Court gutting our ability to regulate the police and state violence as individual citizens in our individual capacity. And then they're using your taxpayer money or forcing the state to use your taxpayer money for religious purposes. Even against the state's will. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, come on now. I thought uh-huh. you all were, like, Federalists. Right. Aren't, like, five of these judges from the Federalist Society? Yeah, what happened to states' rights? Oh, God. Apparently not when it comes to religious funding. Because <laughs> it's religious discrimination. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But all the other discrimination is fine. Yeah. Especially when we directly call out Obergefeld. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, boys. Boys, gals, everyone in between NBs, uh, it's, time to, it's time to get on to the big one. Yes. The big one that everyone is talking yes. about, which is, of course, Roe v. Wade. Um, 
first we're going to go into the context and the opinion itself, talk about that a little bit. Then we will try to cover what this means, like functionally for everyone in the nation, uh, any political legal ramifications, optics, of course, where yes, optics demons. Naturally. Um, and we'll try to end on what we can do. You know, it's not all hopeless. So true. Pretty bad, but uh, it's so not all a hopeless. petition if you're a Michigan resident that we have in our bio exactly, right now. Exactly. Um, so last Friday, a little bit of a summary. Last Friday, as we knew what already happened, as we could predict was coming because of the leaked opinion. Even the, before the leaked opinion. Yeah. yeah. The Supreme Court overturned the precedent set by Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey that guaranteed everyone access to an abortion in the United States, constitutional access yeah. to an abortion. In a new case, Dobbs v. Jackson, uh, the Supreme Court ruled or voted 6-3 to three to overturn a lower court ruling that sided with, sided with the Mississippi law, mm-hmm. which would, again, if you don't remember, was the ban on abortion after 15 weeks. Yep. That was 6-3. John Roberts in agreement with everybody. Wow. And then they agreed 5-4 to overturn Roe and Casey with John Roberts writing a concurring opinion that maybe should have been a little bit more moderate. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. all he really did. Um, the opinion from Alito was mostly the same as what we saw about a month ago. I thought it was interesting that he walked back. Yeah, he walked. So in the in the leaked draft opinion uh, from Alito, he explicitly called out Obergefell, um, fucking uh, the birth control one, Griswold, Griswold v. And Connecticut Lawrence, yeah. in Lawrence. And then he said explicitly in this official opinion that he didn't want to go after those. But then homeboy Clarence Thomas, Uh best justice on the court, came through and said in his concurrent opinion, actually, no, we should explicitly attack any substantive due process case, including Griswold v. Connecticut, Lawrence, and Obergefell. Crazy. Didn't he literally say that any Supreme Court case decided on um, substantive due process was erroneous? He said that substantive due process was a mistake and any case needs to be reconsidered, Uh which is funny because he didn't talk about Loving v. Virginia, which is the case that made interracial marriage illegal. Well, that's equality. That's That's about Exactly. exactly. That's the one substantive due process case that's okay because it affects him directly. And now to be 100% clear and to be, um, I don't know, intellectually honest. Yes. Uh, this ruling doesn't mean that abortion is now illegal across the country. It, again, returns the issue of abortion to the states, which for about half the countries in the nation means it's that illegal abortion now. is illegal or there's some kind of restriction on your ability to get an abortion. There's the 13 states that have trigger laws. Fucking Mississippi. I know off the dome it's like Mississippi. I think Oklahoma. Texas. Texas. Louisiana. Maybe, maybe Idaho. South Dakota is one of them. All uh, those states, maybe. I know Mississippi for yeah. sure and Texas and Louisiana, all abortion is flat out illegal, yeah. no matter what. If, now. It, it's funny that they make this distinction because you'll hear conservatives all the time talk about like, well, it doesn't actually make abortion illegal. It turns it to a state's right issue. For millions of people in this country, it's literally it's the one illegal. The it, doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't make a fucking difference. And also, don't let them trick you because the moment, the, the moment they get the chance, uh-huh. they'll make it federally illegal. Of course. Like, just the, the, like, as soon as they get a trifecta in government, it's fucking over. It's ridiculous. Honestly, as soon as they get the Senate and the House, it's over. I bet Joe Biden will sign it. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, as soon as they get like 50, 51 senators, I'm sure nine will flip. Yeah. I'm sure nine Democrats will flip for the sake of bipartisanship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so like I said, this ruling means about half of the states in the country or about two dozen of the states in the country now have some type of abortion ban or some type of legal ramification, like you'll go to jail if you get an abortion. Uh-huh. Uh, one of those such states that almost has an abortion ban is our home state of Michigan. Michigan. Uh, There's, again, a 1931 law in Michigan that says if you get an abortion or someone provides you with an abortion, both of you can go to jail for four years and have a felony. Wild. Um, So that's really cool. It's currently being blocked by, like, a state judge, though, so that's great. And Whitmer's, like, fighting against it. 
shout out her, I guess. Yeah, it's um, it was challenged by Planned Parenthood and some doctor. I can't remember who it is. Yeah. Uh, but right now, the 1931 law is not in effect. It's being blocked in court, but it is hanging on by a thread. The only reason in Michigan that you are not going to jail for getting an abortion is because there is an injunction on that law. Uh-huh. And if that injunction fails... It's immediately illegal. Into place it is it's immediately illegal. illegal. Four to, years in jail and a yeah, felony. From a law that is 90 years old. Insane. That nobody wanted anymore. Well, Nobody that heads. wrote the law is alive anymore. For real. And they will be killing people. Like, God damn. God damn. Ridiculous. It's like, even back to talking about these opinions and getting into a little theory, let's talk about substantive due process. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm sure you're wondering what that is, because I was wondering what it is. I want to read you an excerpt from fucking Cornell Law School and also uh, MarylandCriminalLawyer.com. Get a little just bit to sort of, Just to sort of, like, give you the context for what substantive due process is, mm-hmm, if it's mm-hmm. really this mistake that Clarence mm-hmm. Thomas is saying it is, if it's so bad and so egregious, right? So let's get into it. So what is substantive due process? Substantive due process is based on the premise that the Constitution protects public from unwanted government intrusion, infringing upon their fundamental rights. Mm -hmm. If the government passes a law that infringes on life, liberty, or property rights, a substantive due process analysis must be performed. Uh Substantive due process has been interpreted to create the right to privacy, although the Constitution does not expressly guarantee that right. In 1905, the Supreme Court declared a New York law... regulating bakers' rights to set their own terms for their work. In the century following the seminal case, courts have repeatedly held that due process clauses in the Constitution severely limit the ability of government to pass laws abridging liberties. The government may pass laws affecting a person's fundamental rights only if the law is fair, reasonable, and in furtherance of legitimate government entrance. Uh Another excerpt explaining this from uh, Cornell Law School's Legal Information Institute. Following uh, Caroline Products, which was another historic like Supreme Uh Court case, uh the United States Supreme Court has determined that fundamental rights protected by substantive due process are those deeply rooted in U.S. history and tradition. Viewed in the light of evolving social norms, these rights are not explicitly listed in the Bill of Rights, but rather are the penumbra of certain amendments that refer to or assume the existence of such rights. It's based on the Fifth Amendment and the Fourteenth Amendment. Uh This has led the Supreme Court to find that personal and relational rights, as opposed to economic rights are fundamental and protected. Specifically, the Supreme Court has interpreted substantive due process to include, among others, the following fundamental rights. <laughs> uh, I think you're going to find these familiar. The right to privacy, privacy, specifically a right to contraceptives in Griswold v. Connecticut. The right to pre-viability abortion, Roe v. Wade. The right to marry a person of a different race, Loving v. Virginia. And the right to marry an individual of the same sex, Obergefell v. Hodges. That's mm. crazy. That's fucking crazy. Please explain Explain to me how that's bad. Please explain to me how that is not in line with the Constitution's fundamental goal of being a living, breathing document that reflects the times that it exists in. Yeah. This explicitly says this this protection, this legal idea and philosophy that has been here since 1905, mm-hmm. 15 years. It's yeah. just, it, like it's there to reflect that, to guarantee your right to life, liberty, and fucking property, mm-hmm. which is explicitly in the Bill of Rights. Yeah. Like, isn't that the fucking like precip to the actual like numbered list of rights? Well, that's what they always say. They life, always liberty, talk about yeah. that. Conservatives love talking about that. Yeah. But then when it gets to this, it's nah. And you would think that protecting substantive due process is right in line with what conservatives want. Ensuring that the state cannot abridge your liberties. They literally talk about that all the time. Don't tread on me. That is the core 
of of what they advocate for all the time. Except, of course, when you can take away the rights of minorities and women. You know, then it's okay. You know, then it's all right. It's except, okay. except, of course, when it can serve your political agenda, which, my friends, is the <laughs> crux of fascism. You are willing to use every political institution you can get your grubby little mitts on if it means you can restrict people's rights, if it will serve your political agenda. Mm -hmm. You do not care about liberty. You do not care about life. You don't care about people's rights. You will take them away because they are in front. They are Yes. They're blocking you from getting your agenda through. Like, if you really think, if you really think the fucking fathers conceptualized anything that a person should have the right to, mm -hmm. you're fucking dumb. Yeah. You're fucking dumb. Societal norms change. Things change. What we find acceptable changes. Yeah. And that should be able to be reflected in the highest court of the land. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? In the thing that's supposed to check the legislature and check the executive branch. Because, you know, checks and balances you was think. a system they built Shared in. powers. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But all these things are just acting on their own. Uh-huh. Wild. Uh-huh. And, like, I, I absolutely love how they're talking about states' rights this, states' rights that. And then in previous rulings, states' rights don't fucking matter, apparently, uh -huh. when it comes to regulating the Second Amendment. Wild. States' rights literally is just... Is just something that they can apply, something that they can throw out there anytime they want to limit your rights, but they can't get it done completely at the federal it's level. It's almost like the Federal Society is a bullshit organization uh -huh. that's just a guise for conservatives to get in with maybe mm, a shoddy legal framework, that a legal is, philosophy. That is now responsible for immeasurable harm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Anyways, back to the back to the Roe v. Wade type Facts. stuff. Facts. Um, a lot of states, they have all they have moved to um Past laws, of course, we had trigger laws going into place or we had laws that were previously already in uh -huh. place that are now going to snap back into place. And states are also moving to make laws that prevent you from going outside of your home state to get an abortion. Crazy. They are attempting to make it so you can't get an abortion in your state. And if you leave your state to get an abortion, then come back. You will still be charged with the same crime. What which the is fuck? insane. An what insane restriction of not only the right to bodily autonomy, but the right to just fucking Movement. travel. Yes. Freedom of travel, being able to move from state to state. I'm pretty sure there have been Supreme Court rulings against things like this before. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? No, no, this has to be unconstitutional. Like I'm, I'm Absolutely. Like there's there's not a fucking chance that you can regulate how people can travel. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Like that is insane. And it's like, how the fuck would you know? Yeah. How would you know that they're going to get well, abortion? They're gonna, unless they're you gonna, have like snitch laws yeah. and shit like that. Unless you increase surveillance. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna rely on other states cooperating with them, of course, to like report them to the correct authorities. Yes. States like California have already said that they're not going to cooperate with any and laws like speaking that. Speaking of that, they're gonna rely on things like uh women. If you have period yeah, trackers, yeah. you need to check the um privacy section in the terms of service mm -hmm. and see if they're gonna be sharing any of that data. And you need to take care of that to look out for yourself mm -hmm. because there are also thousands of women that as soon as this decision dropped out of nowhere, mind you, they just had to cancel their abortion appointments. Yeah. They now have to go through with a pregnancy that they were not planning on carrying to term. Yeah. That is fucking insane. That, no, it's traumatizing. It, yeah. Literally. It's it's traumatizing. And also, I've heard that you need to like call the company and erase your data from period tracking apps uh -huh. if you have those. Be careful through which um, like email communication that you're using or text communication you're uh -huh. using when talking about getting an abortion if you're going to leave your state, if you're in a deep red state. Uh, be careful with anything that could be reported to the police. At the um, very least, check your period trackers. Yes. Check the privacy section. Make sure they're not sharing that data with anybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, some states like California, they've moved to pass greater protections for abortions and, co and further codify access uh -huh. to abortions, your right to access. Um, other states are continuing to pass even greater abortion bans. Like, I think in Idaho, they have some fucking psychotic law that's about to pass. Wouldn't be surprised. So, um, not great, but we'll put a link in the description to a website. on plan It's on Planned Parenthood's website that you can see what your rights are in each state. Uh-huh. They have, a, they have a nice interactive map where you can click on your state uh, and see what rights you are granted because 
you don't have many anymore if you live in red states yeah, when it comes to abortion. Facts, especially if you're uh, a poor woman who d- can't afford to travel out of yeah. state. Uh, your yeah. only option might be to get a job at fucking Dick Sporting Goods. Did you hear yeah, about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dick Sporting Goods said they'll provide up to $4,000 for travel for you to go get an abortion mm-hmm. uh, as long as you're like a full-time worker on their health plan. Mm-hmm. So you might have to pick up a second job at Dick's. You might have to disclose to the fucking Dick's manager or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. that you want to get an abortion, which is already like a weird invasion of your privacy uh-huh. just to be able to do that. What the fuck? Yeah. And, like, did you see Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted that, like, wow, it's unacceptable that Dix is giving people $4,000 to go get abortions. They should be giving people free money to raise their kid. <laughs> what does that sound like yeah, to you? the child tax credit, motherfucker. <laughs> Sounds like paid maternity leave, my guy. Something you voted against. Something you explicitly voted against. I thought you were going to say something more psychotic. I thought you were going to say something like, oh, she said you're going to give $4,000 for people to kill their kid. Why don't you give $4,000 for them to buy a gun? (laughs) She probably (laughs) thinks that too. Like that's not even out of out of the realm of possibility, to be honest with you. But yeah, uh, we'll have some links in our description to resources that you can use to either find abortions, find uh, Plan C pills, that kind of thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Find the rights that you have in your state because scary out there. Not looking good. Not looking good. Anyway, get on to some optics and some narratives. So clearly the right has been celebrating. Uh, they are, you know, saying that they're happy it's returning to a state's rights issue. But again, I'll remind you, they will ban it federally it the moment matter. they get the chance. Um, but of course, the big point here and what people have been repeating ad nauseum for good reason is that these kinds of bans on abortion are only going to make it worse for marginalized groups. Oh, absolutely. Only going to make it worse for pregnant people that are a part that are poor or part of the LGBTQ or people of color, Mm -hmm. it's only going to make it worse for them because rich women, rich mistresses that are, you know, with Republican congressmen are still going to have access to get abortions. All they're doing forced to get abortions. All they're doing is increasing the already abysmal maternal death rate in this country. It's insane. I've seen people posting on their stories, like multiple ways for you to do like an at home abortion, which you shouldn't do if you can, but if you have to, I mean, do what you got to do. But a lot of that is so unsafe. You're literally killing people. So many of the fucking methods had fatal next to yeah. like, warning possibly fatal i saw one people talking about putting chili powder up there getting Jesus upside down and pouring bleach Christ. in what the fuck like this is what you're gonna make women do oh my god like bro. it's insane it's dystopia like yeah like i was saying poor women are just going to suffer yeah that's, that's all this is is poor people are just going to suffer rich people mostly white rich women are still going to have access to abortions because that's how bans work they can just go fly wherever the fuck they want when you're talking about bans on any kind of procedure or resource that people want whether it be it be guns or drugs or alcohol uh-huh. back when the united states banned alcohol people still got their hands on it it was just more dangerous yeah that's the that's the thing with things like this is if you're going to ban things, people are still going to find a way to do them and they're going to be dangerous. That's why state regulation Especially is Especially things that the majority of people, 70% of people to be specific, like and fuck with. Uh-huh. Crazy uh-huh. to think, huh? Yeah. Bans do not work to lower abortion rates. They are just going to kill women. But there are things that do work to lower abortion rates oh. that conservatives are very interestingly not thinking about doing nor do they want to do or they are actively opposed to doing Uh when we talk about increasing sex ed yeah wow it's it's things like better sex education it's things like free prenatal care it's free contraception it's protecting planned parenthood it's paid maternity leave it's poverty reducing programs Uh all of these things would go to limit abortion rates and would ensure that children grow up living healthy lives but republicans the republican party is not interested in doing any of that they just want to make you suffer 
love it. That's literally all it is. And then they talk about, well, with the need, with adoption being a thing, there's no need for an abortion. Yeah. One, uh, going through labor and pregnancy in of itself can be very traumatizing. Mm-hmm. So fuck off with that also, one. People, right there, it's already just moot. People don't have the money to fucking be pregnant for nine months. People don't have the money to be pregnant for nine months, to support a living thing growing in their stomach uh-huh. for nine months, and then to be hit with like a multi-thousand dollar hospital bill when they yeah. do have to give birth just to give up their child and yeah. go through that postpartum depression or whatever the fuck they're going to go through after Uh pregnancy and two i think i saw something like one in five kids who go through foster care and adoption are just abused yeah like physically and sexually and the republican party is against investing in that institution as well that's crazy they actively gut it yeah i think it was the oklahoma governor came out with just a mask off mode and he Uh a moment he said inside the womb is now the safest place for kids in oklahoma and that's fucking true. Hey, yo. And that's fucking true because as soon as they come out, they don't give a fuck about these kids anymore. That's crazy. Because they're it's not providing like, um, free health care. They're not giving uh, women time off to go and spend time with their children. They're not doing anything to ensure that that kid has a healthy life growing up. They just want you to suffer, and uh-huh. they don't give a fuck if that kid suffers. There's like there's that one quote from this pastor that always floats around whenever abortion conversations come up, and he's talking about how the unborn are a very convenient group of people to advocate for because they ask nothing in return, and mm-hmm. like you get all this shit. You know what I mean? It's profoundly pro-life and awful and anti-abortion. He actively talks about how people in in real life are sinners and we should shit on them mm-hmm. but still it's like i'm sure you all know what i'm talking about like yeah. that type of rhetoric it's so fucking crazy these people are so fucking delusional yeah and i i do want to make an important point that this is just a political tool republicans yeah. do not actually give a fuck about unborn children republican no. voters may think that they do but republican politicians simply understand that this is where their voter base is and they are willing to capitalize off of this if they can they don't fucking care about as soon kids. as they pop out the womb they want them to start pulling themselves up from their bootstraps yeah. like that's the fucking rhetoric that's uh-huh. uh, that's what it is yeah there's no real solutions here it's a party of fucking children mm-hmm. like that that's all they can think that's the mental capacity that they have forced birth in a country with no prenatal care no free contraception no free health care none of that is insane it's especially crazy. with our high uh maternal what is it mortality rate yeah the maternal yes. mortality rate yeah, the highest crazy. in amongst all developed nations, I think. And we also have an insanely high maternal mortality rate for um, black women, mm-hmm. right? Isn't it the high, like one of the highest? Wasn't some senator saying that if you don't count black women, then it's not so bad? Yes, it was Louisiana senator said if you don't, because Louisiana has the worst in the country yeah, by yeah. far. He said if you just don't count black women, then our mater- maternal mortality rate numbers are just like the rest of the country. Uh-huh. My brother in Christ, that's bad. Yeah. That's a very bad thing it's to like, say. It's like in their tier list of who is human enough to receive rights, uh-huh. it's like uh, men are obviously at the top. Of course. White men are at, all the way at the top. Then women are pretty low down. White women are, but black women are a rung below. It's ridiculous. Like they are the least deserving of rights in their minds. Like, fu- how do you say that? Yeah. How do you fucking say that? Yeah, that's that's a good one. That's how do you, a good quote. How do you, in good faith, well, none of it's in good faith, but how do you just, in general, claim to care about children, but you don't want to provide anything to children uh-huh. at all? Like, even if even if you have the conservative belief that people should pull themselves up by, them bootstrap, by their own bootstraps, how do you expect children to do that? Children that are born into poverty, children that are born with disabilities, children that are born to parents that are abusive. What the fuck do you want these people to do no, other than be born and suffer? Literally, what do you expect them to do, especially when you look at the people trying to take care of these children uh-huh. and you're the party that actively wants to cut their fucking benefits. Democrats are complicit in this too. They're very pro-austerity. But yeah. still, they actively want to cut fucking SNAP benefits. They want to get rid of all these things. They call them welfare queens yeah. just oh, for trying to exist and support their family. We'll get to the Democrats. Oh no. We will get to the Democrats. But yeah, the main point here, and like we're we're playing on their field. We're playing on their terms right now. Yeah. The whole point here is that 
this is an issue of bodily autonomy. This is an issue mm-hmm. of the state using authoritarian power and forcing you to use your body's resources for something you're not consenting and to. And it's like the fact of the matter is the people who say that you're killing a baby, the people who say that uh, life begins at conception and that's a person, that you're never going to get them mm-hmm. no matter what you You can tell them. You can, you can bring up the fucking like brain dead situation. You can bring up the situation of someone in critical condition who you're going to pull the plug on who yeah. is actually a living, breathing person. The only reason we pull the plug on them like just fucking like gonna open your eyes a little bit. The only reason we pull the plug on people who are brain dead in critical condition is because they will be a drain on us if uh-huh. we keep them alive. Uh-huh. That's crazy. But it's acceptable then, but it's not acceptable when it's a fucking clump of cells. Yeah. You're kidding. You're or kidding. Even, even outside of that, what about the thousands of women that get pregnant and have cancer and are literally going to die because they can't do chemotherapy anymore? Uh-huh. Or what about the thousands? And I know they always love to say it's only 1% of abortions that are from rape and incest. But that is, in America, thousands of women uh-huh. that are not going to be able to do what they want with their bodies after they've already been traumatized. And it's crazy because 90, 93% of abortions happen when it's just a clump of cells. Uh-huh. Because I will remind you, some interesting thing I saw earlier, when uh, journalists and conservatives are talking about fetal heartbeat bills mm-hmm. at six weeks, there is no heartbeat at six weeks. It's called cardiac activity. It's pacemaker electrical activity. Yeah. It's not even a fucking heart. There's no heartbeat. And even if it was a heart... That's a fucking virtue signal. Uh Uh-huh. What does a heartbeat matter? It doesn't. The animals you eat every day had heartbeats. Mm -hmm. Like, a heartbeat means nothing. It's a virtue signal. The kids that Republican senators have that they beat the shit out of at night have heartbeats. (laughs) And it's like, outside of that, even if we accept the argument, for some reason, which we never would, Uh but even if we accept the argument that a fetus is a person at any stage of gestation... It doesn't fucking matter because murder is not when you cut something off from your body's resources. Uh That's not what murder is. Murder is not when you get rid of what can functionally be called a parasite. Yes. I don't like that framing because there are a lot of women. Like, I think it's, like, bad for women who are actually carrying their pregnancy term. You know, you don't want to call it a parasite. But it can be. It can functionally be viewed that way. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And, like, a thing that we have to call out is that a lot of Republicans are appealing to states' rights when it comes to this issue. But the thing there is, like, a state, first of all, a state's rights to do fucking what? Uh And second of Uh all, states can be oppressive, too. (laughs) It's not as if states are some fucking beacon of democracy. What about in states that are super gerrymandered, that have a commanding majority that support Roe v. Wade, that no longer have access to abortion? Like, dog, it doesn't fucking matter. That argument is so fucking stupid. It's still government. The idea is that government can be oppressive. It does not matter the size. The size only dictates the amount of people. I don't want governments to be oppressive anywhere, no matter how small they are. That's why I like it when big government steps in and says, hey, guys, you can't do this. Mm -hmm. I obviously don't like it when big government does bad thing. But I do like it when they do good thing. You know what I'm saying? Well, put simply, I like it when government protects and extends our rights. I don't like it when government takes our rights away. Wild. Which is a critique of the main argument that I'm seeing, which is when people say, well, Roe v. Wade is precedent for 50 years, then conservatives come back and say, well, Plessy v. Ferguson was, uh, uh-huh. was precedent, so do you want to go back to that? It's like, no, the only argument you're making right now is that the Supreme Court can make bad decisions. Yes. I agree. The Supreme Court can make bad decisions, but the Supreme Court should never make decisions that restrict your fucking civil rights. But you know what? Crazy thought. Crazy thought. Plessy v. Ferguson? Bad. Yeah. Roe v. Wade? Good. <laughs> Because bodily autonomy matters, people. It is. It is. Uh, anyway, moving on to um, Clarence Thomas, what he said in his concurring opinion. Gage already mentioned this a little bit, but he said this is exact quote. Okay. Quote, 
that justices should reconsider all of this court's substantive due process precedents, including Griswold, Lawrence, and Obergefell. I'll remind you, Griswold v. Connecticut was in 1965, Lawrence v. Texas was in 2003, and Obergefell v. Hodges was in 2015. Griswold has been around for, what is that, 60 years? Yes. More than 60 80. years? Almost 80 years. If You said 60s? Oh, yes. Yeah, That's almost 80, 80 years. years. Griswold has been around for 80 years. That is the Supreme Court decision that makes sure or that says that states cannot regulate if married couples are able to buy contraception for themselves. That's older than your grandparents. Mm -hmm. Like it's older than most people listening to this insane. right now. <laughs> like it, it is it is absolutely insane. Clarence Thomas wants to come after, respectively, contraception, sex freedom, and marriage equality. And I say sex freedom because um, with Lawrence v. Texas, it outlawed sodomy laws. States can't write sodomy yes. laws and you know restrict what you're able to do. Which in the is fucking insane which that they were able to insane. do that ever. <laughs> yeah, which is already crazy. Um, but like technically, sodomy refers to any like non-vaginal sex. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. But they mean gay sex. They definitely. They're, they're, it was they, only ever sex. enforced against gay guys. Because yeah. like, oh my, how do you how do you enforce it against a straight couple? You know, you just yeah. lie. But straight people do anal all the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're wild sometimes too. Uh -huh. they, straight, they be crazy. Breeders and, are crazy. And you may say like, uh, well, it's only Clarice Thomas that said this directly. And like, that is true. He's uh -huh. the only one that included it in his opinion. But Kavanaugh and other justices also said that they that Roe v. Wade was super precedent. They uh -huh. fucking lied during their congressional nomination. And in the draft opinion, Alito said that these things should be came after. Uh -huh. He only changed his mind because the draft opinion leaked early. He only changed the wording then. Yeah. And Thomas came in with the fucking alley-oop. Uh -huh. The slam dunk. Yeah, and dear listener, I want you to think right now in your own mind, what justification could there have possibly been to revisit, for some of these decisions, decades-old precedent? Because there's been no major philosophical breakthroughs in the law uh -uh. that necessitates this kind of behavior, that necessitates these cases be reconsidered. The only thing that has changed is the makeup of the court. Yeah. It is, again, conservatives restricting your rights. And even if, you, even if you do think that abortion is murder, whatever, take that off the table. This is the state or states within this nation being able to regulate who you can have sex with. Yes, and even if we're looking at it through the framework of what substantive due process is supposed to be theoretically, as I read to you a couple minutes ago, right? It's supposed to reflect societal norms and how life, liberty, and property rights should be guaranteed to you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Just it's it's fucking insane that he could ever think that that's bad. Yeah. You know? Conveniently left out is Loving v. Virginia, by uh -huh. the way, which was one of those decisions that came around the same time as Roe, came around the same time as Griswold. Funny how that is left out because it directly applies to Clarence Thomas and he wouldn't want to rule on a case that hurts him as he has done in the past. Facts. And it's like even even with the fact that substance due process is supposed to reflect societal norms, life and liberty, very good things, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Very good things. I'm a fan the of freedom. The only cultural norms that have changed surrounding abortion is that it has gotten more popular. Mm-hmm wild right when roe v wade first passed abortion wasn't this profound like political issue yeah that so many one issue voters were voting on it wasn't like a super strong element in the culture war on the side of conservatives right there were pro-choice democrats and conservatives all the time it ronald was reagan wild. famously was pro-choice yes like it was crazy the culture back then abortion has only gotten more popular with the public but the courts have gotten more conservative uh -huh. that's crazy and was it Sotomayor's dissent or was it the Kagan and Breyer dissent something like that where they said um the only thing that has changed what is it Casey Planned Parenthood v Casey yep. reaffirmed Roe v Wade on the grounds and, that Roe v Wade was decided Casey with. Casey reviewed all of the same arguments that Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito brought up in their opinions uh -huh. 
it already debunked all of them. Casey reaffirmed Roe 20 years later, and they came back and just dunked on both of them. The only thing that changed is the makeup of the court uh-huh. and cultural opinion, which has gotten better uh-huh. for the side of abortion. Uh-huh. It's crazy. There needs to be a way to hold these fucking justices accountable. There's no way. There There's needs just no to. Way. Like, oh my And we'll, God. we'll get to that. We'll get to like the, um, the political structures in just a minute, too. But the last point I had on optics and messaging is that a lot of conservatives right now are saying things like, watch out for not-so-peaceful protests. From yeah, on God. They're saying, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they're acting as though, like, people that are organizing outside the Supreme Court or outside of their state capitals, whatever they may be, are being, like, incredibly violent, which, mm-hmm. first of all, they're not. Oh, not at don't all. Let there, them... I don't think there have been any violent protests. If there have, correct well, me if well, I'm wrong, there, I guess. There's been violent protests, but only because conservatives have intervened and started throwing tear gas at them. I love that. Yeah, I love and that. I saw. I think. I think it was the one outside of the Supreme Court. It may have been somewhere else okay. in the country. They were throwing a type of tear gas that causes abortions. <laughs> I can't remember the technical <laughs> term, but the gas released causes your baby to die if you're pregnant. Something to think you about. You literally can't make this shit up. I swear to God, uh-huh. you cannot make this yeah. shit up. But oh. I want to. I want to make the important point that for decades since Roe v. Wade was decided, since abortion's been a thing in the United States, pro-life protesters, typically religious evangelical Christian types, have been doing violence against Planned Parenthood's clinics, doctors for literal decades. The plan par- or the, the pro-life movement has been sustained by violence. Yes. So when people like Steven Crowder are on Twitter saying things like, oh, watch out for the left being violent, just know in the back of your mind that the only reason the pro-life movement has got so far is because they literally send bombs to Planned Parenthood. No, literally, Planned Parenthoods have to open mail in a separate sealed-off room because mm-hmm. anthrax has been sent to them so many fucking times. Yeah. It's crazy. And again, just... Pro-life protesters are the most annoying fucking people on the planet. Yeah. They're so weirdly violent. They just go to any college football game and you will see so many signs that people are holding up for uh-huh. everyone to see of literal babies being cut in half telling you that this is what abortion is. Well, it's yeah. usually fetuses. It's yeah. usually fetuses that are depicted as just smaller babies. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. that's not what a fetus looks like, Are you talking guy. about, like, the drawings, like, the artwork? Yes, yeah, the yeah, artworks, yeah. and then it'll be, like, a pair of scissors and blood fucking everywhere. Like, that's wild. Yeah. You're telling me that you don't want to see two, two fucking women kiss in light year. In mm-hmm. the Buzz Lightyear movie for like a second, a little smooch. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't want to see a smooch. You say that's inappropriate, but it's okay to pull up on these kids at schools with bloody fetus pictures? Mm-hmm. Make it make sense. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I want to get on to to really what we do now. Um, yeah. Because I think there's a lot of people that are feeling down and destitute, understandably. When the, when the decision released, I was also feeling like, well, what the fuck? Um, you may be asking, like, is there really anything we can do in the short term? No. Like no. there's, there isn't hope when it comes yeah. to the Supreme Court right now, uh, because the Supreme Court is six three conservative supermajority. Even if John Roberts opts out of siding with his fellow conservatives, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. His dissent does not matter when it comes no. to these issues, and they have lifetime appointments. Uh, Insane. Think of that. What you with will redacted, redacted, young, redacted, redacted. Re- beep. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if somebody beep, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like two of the youngest justices on the court are conservatives, mm-hmm. isn't it? Kavanaugh and Amy. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, your only real option if you want to protect your right to an abortion is to just live in a blue state. Yeah. And like, I hate to say that because it's not a real option for a lot of people. For real. There's millions of people that may get pregnant in Texas that will just fucking go to jail and if they like, get an abortion. If you're going to donate, if you're, if you're going to give money to help the cause, 
Do not give money to the Democratic oh, Party. No, no, no. Please, I'm fucking begging you, do not give money to any of their shitty fundraising emails. Uh-huh. Donate money directly to Planned Parenthood. And more more specifically, more saliently, donate money directly to funds dedicated to helping people drive out of their state to get an abortion mm-hmm. for lodging costs and things like that. Because that's actually what's going to make an impact, not voting in a couple more Democrats in the fall. Because yeah. what the fuck are they going to do? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, a lot of this is happening because Donald Trump was elected in 2016. Oh, it's absolutely all happening. There's no argument you can make that can get around the fact that if Hillary Clinton would have won in 2016, that this wouldn't be happening. Uh It's true. I mean, fundamentally, she would have been the one to get three Supreme Court nominations. Elections do matter. But my point here is that clearly... Voting for Democrats is just not a sustainable way in resisting what Republicans uh-huh. want to do to this country. It just isn't. Like it's it's not sustainable. Yeah. Sure, it will it'll tide us over. It'll prevent the restriction of rights in the short term. But even <laughs> even though we have a trifecta of Democrats in the White House, in both chambers of Congress, this is happening still. It doesn't matter because we don't have a supermajority in the Senate. Uh-huh. The Senate has disproportionate power over all fucking functions of our political system. Yes. It's yes. insane. And again, it was not meant to have this much no, power, but it they does were supposed now. to be equal. They were supposed to be equal branches, the judiciary, the executive and the fucking legislature. Mm-hmm. But it's really the Senate that runs everything. Well, historically, kind of, it's been the Senate running everything until now when the conservatives won. Yeah, because I've seen this take going around Twitter and TikTok that, oh, whenever a movement is dying out, that's when they start kicking and screaming and going the hardest. And that's got to be what conservatives are doing now. They know they're like losing the culture war. They know that they're losing a bunch of power. So they're trying everything they can. I'm sorry. That's not the fucking case. Yeah, because the fact of the matter is that this is the conservatives doing everything they've ever wanted to do. This is the culmination of 50 years worth of stacking the fucking judiciary. And it was all speed ran thanks to Donald Trump and his three appointments and his not only did he have three supreme court appointments he had the most amount of federal judge appointments ever Uh uh-huh ever Uh uh-huh it's insane this is everything that they wanted to do like that's just the fact of the matter and you have to attack the situation like that's what it is you can't sugarcoat it and say that they're a dying movement because frankly they're not this is this is conservatives winning Uh uh-huh this is victory for them like they are they're celebrating all over social media all over just like political discourse in general because they've won This is a victory for them. And further restrictions of civil rights is also victories for them because, again, they don't care about your civil rights. Uh They don't care about civil liberties. They see them only as political tools to regain power. That is the language they speak. Conservatives, Republicans especially, speak only in terms of what power will deliver them. They don't care about social Uh good. They don't care about your civil rights. They don't care about any harm that it will cause you. They care only about what will deliver them power. And they see... An untapped, or not even untapped, but a a wealth of power that resides within all of the religious voters in this country Mm -hmm. that want to see abortion overturned. And they did it. They did it. And it's like things to do for the long term. We need to just stop fucking taking SCOTUS seriously right now. Yeah. Advocation for um, uh, uh, term limits on SCOTUS judges. And we need to find a way to change the fucking system so that they're just elected. Because no matter what, they're going to be political. Realistically, just fucking abolish the Supreme Court and remake it. Like, (laughs) reorganize it. It's like, basically, they are fucking elected. It's just they represent the views of whatever president is there. Yeah. Which is extremely fucked because that's 
historically not beholden to the people, yeah. considering five of the six conservative justices were appointed by a Dog. president who lost the popular vote. There hasn't been a Republican that won the presidency in the last 30 years that won the popular vote. Insane. 30 years. What the fuck? Yet they have appointed, what is it? Uh, is it six of the six of the three or six of the nine Supreme Court justices on the bench right now? Like, dogs. I think, yeah. Like, yeah. is, are you like it's it's not a democracy at that point? Like, just, like, and I know a lot of people. Mind. A lot of people have been making the appeal to like being a constitutional republic. Like, we're not uh -huh. truly a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. That does not mean that nine unelected supreme overlords get to take your rights away. And it's That's like not what a republic means. I don't give a fuck. Let's yeah. change it then. Also, republic and democracy are not mutually exclusive terms. A uh -huh. republic is a type of democracy. But without getting into the weeds too much, being in a republic just means having elected representatives yeah. make our decisions for us. The power is vested in the people, which we choose elected representatives to represent our power. Mm -hmm. That's what a republic is. Mm -hmm. A republic is not nine unelected people taking away your civil liberties. It's just and there's no checks. Insane. There's no accountability. We it's can't insane. do anything about it. <laughs> Like, and uh, liberals will appeal to um, us being able to elect president and senators as what is, you know, things we can do about it. But again, the Senate is a fundamentally undemocratic institution. Yes. People in California have the same amount of senators as, like, the, the least populous 13 states combined. And then again, what happens when the six justices on the Supreme Court are just fucking unhinged and they're there? For a lifetime. Uh-huh. You literally, the only thing you can do to check their power in that instance is... Redacted, 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 redacted. Wait... Till they die. There you go. There you know you what go. I mean? Just wait. Yeah. Wait. Which for some of us die. will literally just be like, if if you're a young person, it's going to be like half of your life until we get rid of some. No, of on God, it will be like 50 fucking years before there's a hope that the Supreme Court changes. Uh-huh. Till it can Insane. even have a chance at just a majority. Uh-huh. Or just like, just even again. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it's going to be years. And all of that depends on if Joe Biden can even win again. God and if he'll even damn. get another opening God or if, if a Republican, if Republicans will hold the Senate and block everyone he wants to put up to the Supreme Court again, just like they did um, when uh, when Obama was leaving. It's like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, right? She ruined it. Dog. She she did. She she's an important figure for women's rights and what she did for things like that. Although she's not a perfect figure mm -hmm. considering things like what she had to say about Colin Kaepernick, which was very yes. fucked, yes. very fucked. Yes. But she fucked this up. Yeah. She should have fucking retired in 2013. Hey, don't you hate on Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She worked hard to make this happen. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, when it comes to Democrats, vote blue, um, but still vote blue. We'll always tell you to vote. Make sure you register to vote. Get ready for exactly. 2022. All that nonsense. Vote blue. Try to vote as progressive but as possible. Do not send your money to Democrats. No. Nancy Pelosi famously, like 20 minutes after the opinion dropped, like uh -huh. launched a fucking, you know, give me $15 campaign. Yeah. Um, do, do not, not do not spend your don't. money there. Send your money to abortion clinics, uh, especially in red states that are mm -hmm. still trying to operate. Send your money to other abortion resources. Um, volunteer, donate directly, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, get involved as much as you can because if, if you can at this point, like you, you have a moral obligation to do so. And it's also like keep in mind that Nancy Pelosi specifically and the rest of the Democratic Party, the DNC, like uh, implicitly just finished campaigning for the last pro-life yeah. Democrat in Texas over the progressive candidate. Uh -huh. They chose him over the progressive. The pro uh, the pro-choice candidate. The pro-choice progressive candidate. Uh -huh. Crazy. A week before Roe v. Wayne gets overturned. Yeah. 
And I want to make a point, and I'm going to get a little bit anti-religion here, so trigger warning. <laughs> um, not going to get, you know, not going to, like, hate on individuals for their religious yeah. beliefs. But you can't deny how f- fundamentally tied in this is with Christianity and Catholic uh-huh. belief, that kind of thing. But, but it's liberals- like, that's, that's the fucked up thing about it, though, is it's not even tied with Christianity and Catholic beliefs. There's nothing in the Bible yeah. about abortions. It's all the fucking Southern Baptist Convention's yeah, new yeah, that's, interpretation that's uh, circa, like, the 1990s. Yeah. That, that's really what I meant is like it's tied in with the Americanized version yeah, of these religions. Yes. Um, but liberals fundamentally have an inability to estimate the stakes in almost every situation. Oh, yeah. They believe that our political institutions are strong enough to survive to weather any kind of crisis we're mm-hmm. dealing with. And this is a real crisis of democracy because yeah. what happens when you lose faith in your political institutions? They believe that our political institutions are infallible, that they will always overcome any obstacle they are facing. Yes. First of all, that is ahistorical. Checks and balances will prevail. Yeah, that is that is ahistorical because no country is able to survive fascism yeah. because fascism is a fucking disease disease it is something to be excised and this is fascism uh-huh. they are trying to reinstate a ultra national or instate for the first time an ultra nationalist ultra traditionalist view of the united states because they believe this is the second coming of jesus christ mm-hmm. they believe this is biblical end times and they are trying to free the world of sin yeah that is what they are doing and that gives you a moral license to do literally anything regardless of the harm it is going to cause other people it's the fucking and my liberals, enemies are ontologically evil meme but like yeah, for them, so and, it's and, wrong. And liberals have no ability to to compartmentalize that. They uh-huh. they can't deal with that because they believe our political institutions will survive. But democracy can't thrive, or a republic cannot survive fascism within it. It's you, like you can't they, survive. You can't have political structures that can survive people within those political structures intentionally undermining it and taking people's rights away. It's like somehow they genuinely believe that conservatives are still acting in good faith, which is crazy, and which is a huge fucking reason why so uh, large swaths of of the population feel so disenfranchised yeah. because they look at it and they're like, clearly this is bullshit because it all is bullshit. Yeah. And that's why if you want candidates to ever make an actual change, you need to grassroots organize. You need to support progressives, uh-huh. not Democrats, fucking progressives vote blue. If it's the only option, yeah. But when you can't get in your primaries, please go out and vote in the midterms for uh-huh. progressive candidate. Well, yeah. I guess I guess primaries and have already like, passed. Even but. even if you don't fully buy that this is like theocratic fascism, which yeah. it is. But even if you don't fully buy that, even if you think you know uh, Republican congressmen don't fully believe in that, I'd probably agree with you. Like I I, uh-huh. I am sure that there's tons of Republican congressmen that don't actually believe everything that's in the Bible. Yeah. But they know that their most powerful voter base are those kinds of uh-huh. people, and they know that if they make those appeals, if they write laws in favor of those. People, people for what those people want it will give them more political power my friends this is fascism and it's just fucking insane how liberals and like neoliberals specifically ignore the fact that there are incentive structures that exist to make people act illogically mm-hmm. you know what i mean to make people act in these fucked up ways it's it's why they can't understand any sort of class analysis uh-huh. it's why they're still somehow pro-capitalist and pro-austerity and it's why they think the republican party is acting in somewhat good faith and actually representing people yeah yeah and i mean it's like it's like there is there's just a massive base for the republican party that is extremely religious that believes again these are biblical end times and anything is justified if it means we can rid the world of sin uh-huh. and the republican party taps into that to deliver them more power and this it's an explanation for why all of this stuff stuff is happening yeah. they view gay marriage as a sin they view abortion as a sin they're willing to do whatever they can to retain their power uh-huh. and that is incredibly dangerous it is incredibly dangerous fucking ridiculous and it is is going to result in a extreme restriction of our civil rights that is going to hurt disenfranchised and marginalized groups the most it's, it already has and it's liberals already liberals just can't fundamentally grasp that 
which is why they're not open to things like abolishing the Supreme Court and setting up a new system or excising the Republican Party from public discourse because they do not deserve to be a part of our political systems if they're going to work to undermine them from within. And it's like, you got to be fucking kidding me with these op-eds that are still coming out talking about how people are losing faith in the court. How do we get it back? We fundamentally restructure it and we fundamentally change it because it's bullshit and it clearly doesn't work. Uh Like, you're kidding me. You've lost the fucking plot. If you're like, oh my God, why is everyone losing faith in the court? Faith in our institutions is crumbling. You're so fucking blind to the plight of any regular American that you don't fucking understand. This is why everyone says you live in ivory towers. Yeah. Ridiculous. Nobody trusts political institutions. Nobody trusts politicians. And it's like, it does raise an an interesting question. Because it's like, Uh at what point do we as a society decide that our political institutions no longer serve us, but they are oppressing us. Yeah. They are dominating the masses while protecting the interests of a minority that just deliver political power to one group in this Mm -hmm. country. And it is a minority of people. It is a very vocal minority that is always speaking up and is always voting, by the way. So at what point do we decide a political institution like the Supreme Court isn't actually delivering us freedom, isn't protecting our freedom, but is dominating us? Uh And if we get to that point, what do we do about it? Because again, we we aren't accountable. Like we can't hold them accountable. Yeah, we can't really do anything. So w- what's the solution? It can't be reforms. <laughs> like it can't be just like simple reforms. Because again, liberals can't understand what we need to do, and um, the the right is never going to agree to it. The oh, Senate yeah. can't function to ensure that those reforms are ushered through. So w- what do you do? Like, there, and I don't know that there's an and answer that's to why that. It's also like. Stop fucking taking conservatives seriously. In almost anything they say, they're wrong. Yes. They're just fucking wrong. Don't entertain any of their ideas. Most of their ideas are just strictly in bad faith and clown them. That is my philosophy. That is my political philosophy. Clown on these fucking idiots. Yeah. And if you take anything away from this episode, this conversation, previous episodes that we've had on Mm -hmm. Supreme Court cases, it is that conservatives, the Republican Party, conservatives in this country are restricting your freedoms, whether it be your Fourth Amendment rights, your due process rights, your Miranda rights, and now your abortion rights, they are taking freedoms away from you. The only freedoms they will give you is the freedom to fucking die in a supermarket. Yes. Yes. Crazy. Or in a school. It is conservatives wanting you to suffer because it delivers them political power from a voter base that has a strangle grip on them. And that has absolutely no fucking idea what's going on. Yes. Because they've got the fucking blinders on. Yeah. Because everything in this country is built to uphold the bad, awful, malicious status quo. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But before we get off of this topic and talk about our last um, topic for today, some legislation, uh, don't lose hope. I don't know. History does not smile kindly upon doomers. You don't want to be a doomer. Uh, Human tenacity is a powerful thing. We will include, again, links in our description for various resources that you can share out. Most important thing to do right now is, of course, organize where you can, donate where you can, spend your time tactfully and strategically, Mm -hmm. um, and be there for those that you know are going to suffer because of this. Because this is a a really tough thing, a tough time that we are dealing with in our country that no other country is dealing with except for, you know, countries that are dominated by far-right psychos. Yeah. uh, Kind of like us right now. Yeah. So um, stay strong. We'll have a lot of links in our description and our link tree and stuff. So Facts. hit the description, Be hit safe. the Instagram. I'm sure you all follow us on TikTok. You can go there to find a bunch of different resources. If anyone yeah. needs resources, send them out. Yeah. Also, fun thing I did see was that the Supreme Court was better armed than the Capitol was on January 6th. That's so fun. I'm really glad that we're protecting our institutions from insurrections now. Wow. I'm really glad that. That's um, progress. I'm really glad that when people 
incorrectly think that the election was stolen, they're allowed to storm the Capitol. But when people are mad, rightfully so, about the rights being taken away, there's about armed their guards. quality of life being stripped from them. Yeah, there's, there's armed guards, there's riot death gear troopers with Captain America shields. That shit is crazy. Yeah, they got the ballistic loadout on them. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, anyway, moving on to our last topic here should be pretty brief. Facts should be pretty be brief. brief. Uh, kind of mid. Yeah, kind of mid. So Congress they finally acted on gun reform after decades of literally no action. <laughs> it's pretty mid, like Gage said. Um, it's probably going to be stripped by the Supreme Court based off the recent gun ruling, but Facts. it's still notable. Still notable exactly. because it passed both they chambers got of Congress and it got signed. Done. Yeah. So what's in the bill? What's in the okay. bill? You may ask. What is it? What is so uh, first thing is seven hundred fifty million dollars for states to run red flag programs and other crisis intervention programs. Um, okay. But this is up to the states to accept. Why? And just like Medicare and Medicaid, I bet they will reject it because they hate you. Facts. No, they will just do it in bad faith and yep. then say, look at this bad thing. It's wasting all this money. This money is just sitting there floating around going nowhere yep. because you didn't accept it. Yeah, because you didn't. Need, it's just like how uh, the American Rescue Plan authorized like however many millions to states uh -huh. and they just haven't used it. Yeah. Because they want you to suffer. Yeah. It's free money from the federal government <laughs> and they just want you to suffer. No, it was literally like um, programs to help workers get back to work to support workers who couldn't work right now and they just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the bill also closed the boyfriend loophole, kind of. Um, uh -huh. Basically, if you don't know what the boyfriend loophole was previously, um, there's laws on the books that make it so if you have a domestic violence charge on your record yeah. against like a spouse, um, that restricts your ability to get a gun. But of course, if you are a boyfriend or just a romantic partner, uh, there's no legal tie there. You didn't have your rights restricted to get a gun. So if you had a domestic violence charge, you could still get one. Okay. This law attempts to close that loophole by making it so if you have a domestic violence charge against anyone that you've been intimate with or had any kind of relationship with, then you can't get a gun for five years. Oh, good shit. Which is, which is pretty sick. That is um, pretty but sick. after five years, their gun rights get restored. Wow. So kind of goofy. And if you're wondering why this matters, it's because most domestic violence or most, no, most gun violence happens between like domestic couples. Uh -huh. A lot of gun violence is between like either a husband and a wife or a boyfriend and a girlfriend, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that's one of the leading causes of gun violence is domestic issues. It's like that one fucking headline that went viral a couple weeks ago where it was, it's the one that it's worded funky. That's why it went viral. It's like, um, cop found wife yeah. dead in home, but then you read the article and Oh, the cop fucking shot her to death uh -huh. just cause they were arguing. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And of course, if you have like a, if you've done domestic violence, you're more likely to do it again. So if you know, uh -huh. you've been charged with domestic violence for like hitting a woman, hitting your spouse or whatever, yeah. you're more likely to do something even more dangerous in the future. So it's, it's overall a good thing to get this out of the way. Very good. Uh, a red flag law, if yeah. you will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing it does is it requires those with their primary source being selling firearms. It's primary source of income being selling firearms to register as a federally licensed firearm dealer. That is crazy that that was not a thing already. Yeah, I agree. Um, the reason this is important is because FLFDs have more background checks on random motherfuckers. So yeah. good. Generally That's cool. cool. <laughs> okay. Um, the, one of the really goofy things here is that there's greater background checks, but only for people under 21. Why? Um, and all this does is check juvenile records. And if the check isn't done after 10 days, the sale goes through. Oh. So it's not really so background So it's nothing. Checks. Yeah. So it's functionally fucking nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You love to see it. Uh, it also added some federal statutes against gun trafficking to make it easier to prosecute those people. And it increased funding for mental health and counseling programs in schools. Wasn't there supposed to be something about raising the like buying age of like assault rifles to 21? Uh, that might have happened. No, I think it was just background checks. I don't know. Don't quote me on that because I'm not sure. 
Okay, because I remember somebody talking about uh, probably hearsay. Never mind. Never mind. It might have happened, but I don't know if it, you can look it up for yourself if it did happen. But I didn't have it in the show notes here. It wasn't in the um, the article that I was taking a peep at. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's not. Anyway, the bill passed sixty five thirty three in the Senate with fifteen Republicans signing on to the bill, which bring which brought the legislation to Biden's desk. And I think he signed it. I think he okay. signed it into law. It already passed the House. Um, so we're all good there. Among the Republicans signing on was Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham, though, which is pretty crazy. Huh? Yeah. Lindsey right. Graham, now Cannon and the boys. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, and the rest of the party obviously opted out to signing on to it. So. Of course. That's yeah. okay. Meanwhile, Marjorie Taylor Greene posted a list of names on Twitter, literally just a list oh. of names that included every Republican that voted for the bill. Uh, oh. It seemed like a hit list. <laughs> that's so. I don't know what else that would be from <laughs> yeah. her. That's crazy. She was like, remember these names. Uh, so I guess they're planning for this next, the next insurrection or something Holy like that. Holy shit. Okay. Um, you may be asking if this bill is enough. Obviously not. Um, senators claim this would have reduced gun violence or will reduce gun violence, gun deaths. Um, and they also claim that stronger background checks would have stopped the shooters in Buffalo and Uvalde because they both had juvenile records. Yeah. They were both under 21, which may be true. Um, and those people could have been saved. Those thirty some so, people could have yeah, been saved because so. the the background checks for that and the uh, additional money for red flag laws those are good things. But there should be no age limit on expanded background checks. It's not like you're automatically a better person when you turn twenty two, right, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like your record goes away when you turn twenty two as well. Mm-hmm. So let's keep that there, please and thank you. Uh, more money for red flag laws. That's a good thing. And then the boyfriend loophole. Everything else is kind of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's fun that that's the only thing that we could do. I like that historic legislation is, like, basically nothing. You know what I mean? Like, this is historic, but it's literally not really going to do much. Oh, facts. I love that. Um, And also, like I said, a lot of these regulations may come under scrutiny from the Supreme Court after that Second Amendment ruling that we talked about earlier in the episode. Don't be surprised if a lot of this is just straight up stripped out of the bill. Means and scrutiny, baby. Yeah. Call it the Voting Rights Act because it's probably going to get torn apart by the Supreme Court. For real? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. In conclusion, uh, fuck the Supreme Court. Me and all my homies hate the Supreme Court. Yeah, fuck the Supreme Court. Fuck conservatives that are literally just trying to make your lives worse in order to gain themselves political power. Uh, fuck the Democrats for being so absolutely weak and not uh-huh. understanding that fascism is a disease that we have to excise from society. Uh, and yeah, everything is bad. Good to see it. But you know what's not bad? Our patrons. Our patrons. Our, our, our wonderful investors. 50 patrons now. <laughs> our incredible patrons. Uh, like I said earlier in the episode, our patrons just got notified about our merch right. that is coming out soon. They're also going to get free merch themselves. Um, and they get early access to all of our episodes. Facts. So if you want to be one of those patrons, check it out. Yo. And they also, some of them, get their name shouted out at the end of the episode. They do. Uh, and if you want to be a part of that group, patron. Patreon.com slash head in the office pod. Check it out. Here's all the people who are a part of that group. Exactly. So special thanks to supporting us. So special thanks for supporting us to Cricket Scrapbook Layouts, Nikki Nine Lives, Kid and Kraut, Lord T, Chris the Postman, Christy Beck, Talia Katz, 40% Spite, Andrew Harris, Mike Chaplinsky, Mattias T, John G, The B-Plot, Omar Zuno, Clayton LaFort, Ash Fairblood, Mark Yeager, Sarah McRoberts, Derek Messina, Dylan B, Satan's Menstrual Cycle, The Mind Sculptors, Kaz, Caleb Joy, Jim Bobs, Carl D, Rich Toro, Atari, Gavin Mayer, Maldonado, Hunter W, Fergalaki, Max Vasquez, Jacob Rogers, Rogers, Colton Mooberry, Fixer Punk, Ted Cruz's Boy Toy, and my mom. Hey, yo. Thank you all for supporting the show on Patreon. Uh, Ted Cruz's Boy Toy. Uh, if you got any information you want to leak on Ted Cruz, hit I us up. Real, please We're muckrakers. Please We're do. muckrakers. Anyway, thank you all for listening to the episode. Stay strong out there. Support your friends and families and loved ones, and uh, we'll see you all next week. I try to have a good week. Yeah. See you all later.